0: This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast about movies that are, well, Off My Shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this episode, Erica Donovan is here to chat about the short-lived series about death, dead like me. Welcome! Hi! Uh, Hello. It's kind of weird to start talking about this show because it's such a a tumultuous time. I don't know. Uh, So I felt kind of awkward watching it. But yeah, season one, Dead Like
1: Me. Let's go. Yeah, it was uh, interesting to watch a lot of episodes about death. Yeah. (laughs) And they actually talk. The one thing that I wrote down... Um, was that there's a different group of
0: plague reapers? I put that down too, and they said they had. Been, they're so bored because they've got nothing yeah. to do, and I was like, "Oh, they're super busy right now." Ooh. <laughs> it's like awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I know they had to wait what seventeen years to get their chance. It's fine. They 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 made it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that was that was a good place to start. Yeah. Dark. <laughs> it's good. Yes. It's a dark show. It real like, tell the truth. I knew the show was about death, of course, Dead Like Me. But I remember it being more, like, lighter than it is, you know? Um, and then while I was watching it, I'm like, oh, the show's kind of heavy. But there's a amu- couple of amusing things in there, of course. But it's a yeah, re- heavier than I remember.
1: Yeah, I remember it being, like, super fun. And, so, mm-hmm. and then rewatching it, I was like not laughing as much as I think I did the first time I watched it, like in when it came out. Yeah. I don't know if that's just like the time we're in or we got older and now death is closer.
0: Or do you think it's it well, I mean, because we got older, I mean with life experiences and all that kind of stuff, the the points they're trying to hit just hit home a little worse.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Or, Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't find myself enjoying it as much as when it first came out. Maybe it's just one of those things that, like, you can't rewatch. Like, there's movies, right, that, like, you'll watch the first time and be like, oh, this is amazing! And then you try to watch it again, and you're like, oh, that's not cool.
0: (laughs) But I find a lot of those movies where you're like, that's not cool, more has to do with a change in mentality than anything else, like, societal mentality, like, you know like the type like sexist jokes or like gay jokes or racism and stuff like that where at one point in time that joke would have been hilarious but now you're just like oh no that's hitting the wrong term like that's not right (laughs) you know
1: yeah whereas this didn't really have those points where you're like "Mm, that's not really socially acceptable anymore
0: yeah it was surprisingly good with that like it 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 touched all of the areas. Like, I mean, you know, like old people and young people and, you know, uh, gay couples and colored people. Uh, colored people. Oh my God, as a black person, I'm not supposed to say that. I said people of color, Uh, (laughs) you know, uh, all that. Like they they touched on like a whole bunch of like different societal issues and and stuff like that. And, uh, but it was done in such a way that the show aged well on that level. It, it wasn't yeah. horrible, you know?
1: Yeah, there's, there was nothing that you could look back on and make you, makes you cringe now, because mm-hmm. they did so well even back then that nothing... N- this show didn't not age well. It just wasn't as f- enjoyable. And maybe it yeah. is like we're in a dark time right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because it's, maybe- it's not fun. I mean... When, when you're not watching a show about death, death is, quote unquote, around us. Like, it's very prevalent right now. So I think that alone was just like, hey, guess what? The world's coming to an end and everybody's dying. Poke, poke, poke. You're like, ugh, stop it. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. But I did, I did like the the play Reapers. I did enjoy that there was different. They weren't, like, the only Reapers, which, I mean, I did the math on it, and they wouldn't be the only Reapers, but um, I did enjoy that there was different groups and different, like, there was a kid Reaper that was for pets, um, and then the Plague Reapers, and I mean, those are the only two other ones that I think you meet in the first season, but Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that there's different groups, and there's different, like, what people could die from and Yeah.
0: And they have, like, their own little districts, so you have a certain amount here and here and here, and um, they have different ways, like, different styles of doing things, and that helps get, who helps decide who gets what posted note, and, like, they actually really made up, like, a really solid mythology, can we call it, uh, behind how that whole thing works.
1: Yeah, they didn't just throw in, here's some Reapers and whatever. They had a whole, like, organizational background to it. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they were writing – what were they oh, – I wrote it down somewhere. They were writing self-evaluations. Yes. At mm-hmm. one point, they were doing self-evaluations. They did paperwork in another yeah. episode. They mm-hmm. filed – like, they, it was a whole organization that the writers had planned, not just, here's five Reapers that are taking souls. It yeah. Was, like, there's
0: a, it's there's a hierarchy, you know? But like they said in the last, or the second to last episode of the season, what was it? They're like, um, everybody's a temp, or like, death is a temp job, and life is the vacation. And I was like, oh, that's even more depressing. So, hey, what else?
1: <laughs> We're taking vacations from our vacation.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, we-, we all do that. At least it's only a temp job, right? Like, you're not, you don't do it forever.
0: Well, you probably do it for, like, a while. Because, I mean, like, um, some of them have been dead since, like, the 1930s and stuff, right? Yeah, it was, um... I know Daisy Adair died in
1: 1938. Betty died in the 20s. Daisy was, yeah, in the 30s on um, the set of Gone of the Wind. Mm Mm-hmm. What was his name? Mason. He died in the 60s, in the 60s. And then I have, like, none of their real names. I wrote cop lady.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, she was a meter maid.
1: <laughs> um, she did join the police academy.
0: She did. Wait, what? Oh, I think. That must have been season two. I think that's season two. <laughs> I have watched because
1: there's no consistency.
0: Yeah. Um, um, yeah, she, she died in the 80s because she was inventing uh, leg warmers.
1: Yeah. And, and we, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, she got like strangled by leg warmers. <laughs> because she was, doing, she was doing well as a, as an independent businesswoman and her friend got jealous.
0: Yes. Stole her idea. Mm-mm-mm. That's so sad.
1: Like you're around for
0: a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So, but we don't know, um, what's, what's the main guy's name? Rooks? Yeah. Roops. We don't know when he died.
1: No, you don't really know much about when he died or how he died or how mm. long he's been dead for. I would assume he's probably been dead the longest, just because Betty was, like, he's been running this whole district, right? So you, yeah. know, you assume that, like, maybe he's the one that's dead the longest, but he also doesn't take bodies, so he's not really ever going, or souls, he's not it really was- ever going to move on. He
0: took Every a- once in a while he does, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, he took a couple, but, like, the majority of souls are getting taken by the other group the other four well i mean
0: he's he's what middle management so he'll be there for a while until he screws up majorly and then gets fired so we'll see how that goes
1: how you get fired for middle management soul <laughs> movies
0: <laughs> well we didn't get that far i think the show probably finished before it got to that kind of level so i was trying to remember what the
1: movie what the movie did with the what was in the movie i'm sorry there's a movie Yeah, there's two seasons and a movie. I thought there was only two seasons. No, they came out with um, a straight-to-video. I think it was a straight-to-video or it was a TV movie, but they did try to wrap some things up with a movie.
0: Oh. I I did not know that. I was going to. I totally should. I
1: used to own both seasons and the movie, and actually I messaged my dad to see if he had um, the TV show, and he said he didn't have it anymore.
0: Yeah, in two thousand and nine, Dead Like Me: Life After Death, but I don't remember what it covers. George's George has been dead and working as a grim reaper for five years. She and her three colleagues get a new chaotic boss. George looks different to the living, example her mother and sister. That's a very unhelpful description.
1: <laughs> yeah, because Mandy Pat, Pat- he didn't he Mandy didn't do- Patimkin. Pink and thank you. I'm like, I'm going to say it wrong. But I'm like, <laughs> it. Um, Yeah, he didn't come back for the movie.
0: Yeah, I'm assuming so. It was and during- also, Daisy changes for the movie as well. They got somebody else. Sarah Winter. I don't know who that is.
1: She sounds like a Hallmark movie person.
0: Oh, but she was in... Let's see, let's see. What was she in? <laughs> she was in 24. Oh. She's also in an episode of Sex and the City. She was in The Dead Zone. Apparently dead is on her, her list of things. Windfall, Damages, that was a prestigious show. She was a security specialist. Uh, Californication, oh, that was a good show. One episode of Elementary. American Odyssey, I've never heard of that one. Goliath. Yeah, she's, she's been in stuff.
1: But no hallmark.
0: Um, not that I can tell. Okay. There, there's quite a few. T te- like there's one called Abducted, Fugitive for Love. Maybe that that's a hallmark. <laughs> it does not say hallmark. I have no idea what that is. But maybe like a Lifetime movie or something. It must be. Yes. But yes. Anyways.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Back to back to Dead Like Me season. One.
0: Yes. Um, So, there were 14 episodes in the first season, and before I got on here, you were just saying you don't think you watched the episodes for season one? So, if you
1: Google it, it says that there's 15 episodes for season one, but if you look at Wikipedia, it says there's only 14.
0: Yeah, I've got 14 episodes on um, IMDb, and that's what I went by, and it also matches with the dvd collection i have
1: i don't know so i watched 14 and then i watched season 2 episode 1 because i just kept clicking the next button so i don't know which one i what happens but
0: and you said which one was episode 1 season 2
1: um it's send in the clown it shows in wikipedia as season 2 episode
0: 1 send in the clown
1: yeah so i'm missing i didn't have rest in peace
0: Oh, that's a really good one. That's, like, the last episode of the first season.
1: Yeah, it's not listed as being the last episode in Wikipedia or on Project
0: Free TV. Oh, that's weird. Um, Yeah, that's the last episode of season one. And it kind of, like... So, one thing about the show that confuses me is the timeline, like, the season takes place in. It It doesn't make that much sense to me. Especially since like the, like I had thought maybe like a year had gone by, two years or whatever by the end of the, ep- the the season, you know, based on their relationships and all the stuff that's been going on. But then the last episode, which is apparently rest in peace, is when she gets her gravestone on her grave and um, it's her day and she gets to have like a quote unquote day off. Um, and I was just like, wait, it doesn't take a year or two years to get a gravestone on a grave sometimes depending on demand i suppose it may be a couple of months but i'm like how long was this season supposed to be so my question
1: so looking at wikipedia again sorry i did get the rest in peace episode Mm -hmm. i'm not sure which episode i didn't get um but it says that the rest in peace is on the first anniversary of her death. So the first season is an entire year.
0: Okay.
1: I thought she got the gravestone in an I thought they got the gravestone in another episode cuz there was another episode where the family was at the grave. Was that in Rest in Peace?
0: Yes. Cuz that was the one where like she tries to get her job back. And, um, the boss is like, "No, but then the cat gets um sick, so she ends up taking the boss to the like the vet or whatever, and that's when you meet the kid reaper, who takes the bunny. Yeah. And that's the same episode with the with the um gravestone.
1: Okay, so that's the one I watched last night. It's very hard when you watch them all so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the order of things anymore, apparently. Yeah, I don't, so, because it, it says that that's the first anniversary of her death, but then, yeah, why is it taking so long for them, maybe they're not, maybe they didn't just get the gravestone, maybe they're just visiting it, because it's been a year.
0: Maybe, because most of the episodes, you don't know why it's her special day, and but they have little cuts in between of, like, somebody cutting, like, a stone worker cutting the gravestone. Yeah. Um so I'm like wait did they just get the gravestone then cuz my assumption was this was the day her gravestone was putting being put on the grave. It's usually a couple of days later or a month later or something and they yeah. get it and they put it there, right? Um so I had assumed that's what it was like that was the day they got it. But if it they're saying it's just like a year later and they're just visiting it cuz just like they did with um with the the cop lady. Um her like they they had like a day where she had her day as well, but yeah. you know she she can't handle her death still even though it's been like forty years or whatever it is, um, and uh, and hers was like a lot more sad, if you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and so yeah, because the cop lady, what is her name?
0: Stop <laughs> so calling your cop lady, Roxy. Roxy, <laughs> Roxy yes.
1: So yeah, with Roxy's, I mean, I get that I think it'd be harder to relive your death day if one of your friends murders you versus getting hit with a toilet seat from space. So the mentality that way, but like Georgia also didn't seem that sad about it being her anniversary. Like she kind of went about her day and yeah, helped
0: her big. I don't Yeah, it's her big. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you remember her big brown eyes. (laughs) She was in a Hallmark movie. God. Yes, she was in a Hallmark movie. Um, Um, which I thought was hilarious. As soon as I'm like, that's her big. Oh my God. Yes.
1: It is her big, her big brown eyes. Um, yeah, it just seemed weird that like, she didn't seem that upset about it being a year anniversary. Compared to Roxy's, and also you don't have nobody else had their their anniversary day
0: within in the that year.
1: Year, yeah, because only the the two of them. So it just seems, yeah, it does seem weird that the that the season would end on her year anniversary when you still don't know how anybody else really died.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I don't. I I that this is my confusion with the timeline. But what my thing is, there's probably a discrepancy in the order that they shot the episodes compared to, like, when they were aired, I think. I have a feeling the season was supposed to be shorter, and they added a couple more episodes in between there to, like, space it out or something.
1: Yeah, they probably didn't get... Well, I I don't know, um, but, like, do new pilots get 15 episodes in first season? I thought it was usually, like, 13
0: well, now it is. Because first seasons of shows can get as little as, as like, five or six episodes.
1: Yeah, so maybe it's um, guaranteed that many off the bat.
0: Maybe. That's true. Because, um, yeah, there's definitely a few episodes that are completely disjointed, and they don't have any real, like... Not disjointed. Disjointed is the wrong word. But they have no actual connection to the other episodes. Like, there's no... There's line. no...
1: There's no... Like, each episode has its own story, but you know how most TV shows have, like, the season storyline? Yeah. There was no season storyline. That's true. Yeah. It was always just, like, episode, 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 episode. There was no... There was nothing to pull you through the whole season to make sure mm. you don't miss an episode so you don't miss what's happening in, like, the season storyline. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like there was one of those at all.
0: Well, except for the, the, like the grieving of her family. Like, how are they gonna actually, like, handle this process? Yeah. Uh, Which was a whole other thing. But, yeah, it's true. There was no really big through line. It was her just dealing with her death, and every episode was something different. And they even had, like, a clip show episode, which I was just like, really? In the first season, a clip show episode? All right. Sure, let's do that. (laughs) Um, So I thought that was really, I thought that was really odd.
1: I didn't really get the point of her, like, watching her family grieve. Because to me, this the show is about being reapers. So, yes, her family's gonna grieve, but what does that really have to do with them being reapers and how reapers work?
0: Yeah, I don't think it has anything... I think the show is not actually about reapers. She ends up being a reaper, but I think the show is actually about people letting go of things and how the dead don't let go and the living find it also hard to let go, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, there were a few guests people that didn't let go.
0: Yeah, right? And the whole thing is about... And the thing that gets her in trouble throughout the beginning of the show especially is the fact that she refuses to let go of the life that she had because it's not her life anymore. Her life is over. Oh, yeah, she can her parents' bliss. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, and it, they, she actually makes a few comments about it throughout the show and one of the comments she makes in like I think the second to last episode is that um, she's fearful that she's haunting her family and haunting isn't about the fa- like a ghost attacking like being part of the family it's about the ghost not letting go of what they used to have and that's what her problem is so she is sort of haunting she's like She's in the house, she's moving around, she's there when they're not there, she's taking things, things are magically disappearing, things are moving around, there's weird noises and people are like, what the shit is going on? So she really is kind of haunting them.
1: Yeah, she's haunting them. She's not grieving with them, she's haunting them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why they are necessary for, for, for them to be part of the story, but the parts where it's completely disconnected from her makes no sense. I agree with you on that part.
1: Yeah. Did I write anything down that I found interesting? Did you, know, did you notice AJ Cook was in it?
0: AJ Cook? Who's AJ Cook
1: again? Uh, Criminal Minds.
0: Wait. Yes. I wrote down a note about that.
1: Yeah, she's in one of the- She plays like one she's of the a college characters.
0: college She's a college student, right? Who likes yes. these new friends, George? Because mm-hmm. yeah. I saw her and I was just like, I know who that is. She's very familiar. I looked her up. Well, yes.
1: Um, and then I also made note that the cook that actually ends up dying in one of them, which mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed seeing how upset Rube got about it. Yeah, uh, because the two of them like butted head so much over the food, but then he gets like the notice that he has to die, and he's like, "What the hell?" Like, hell what? yeah are you serious (laughs) this guy um he was in um the movie you and i watched at the bar um the shape of water
0: he's in the shape of water
1: yeah and he's also in the breakfast club
0: yes he's the janitor in the breakfast club yeah um i don't remember him in the shape of water
1: maybe he didn't have a big part Mm -hmm. i only remember what we saw at the bar
0: okay yeah, and he's, in, he's, like, he's one of those people who's just, uh, he's, like, a character actor, so he's just in a bunch of, like, random things.
1: Yeah, like, um, bit parts, or, like, one episode of a
0: TV show, or in yeah. this case, like, two, I think. Yeah, it's two episodes he's in. And, uh, yeah, as soon as one, I was like, oh, it's that guy! <laughs> but if I find from that episode on, I'm looking at my notes, there's a lot of recognizable faces. So that's what uh, episode... Oh my god, that's far down. No,
1: episode 9 was when E.J. Cook was in it.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's the same episode with the, with the Cook guy. Yeah. It's called Sunday Mornings. And
1: then the next episode had the mom from Dharma and Greg.
0: Yes, that's Susan Sullivan. She was also in... Um, oh my god. Castle. Yes. Oh, okay. Which I really liked. Um, and there's also another connection to the show Castle, because the girl from Firefly, what was her name? I found her name, and now I can't find her name. <laughs> oh, Jewel Estate. She was in Serenity and, uh, or Firefly the TV show, Serenity the movie. Um, the first time I ever saw her was in Flash 4 the TV show which she shared the screen with Ben Foster, who's really cool as well. And uh, she was in an episode of The X-Files, and, yeah, and stuff. And stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. I really like her. I think Mm -hmm. she's entertaining. Who's Ben
1: Foster? Oh, yeah, that's who I was picturing.
0: Yeah. Um, And then in, in that same episode, there was Harold Perrineau, I realize I have never looked up this man's name before, because when his name came up, I was just like, who the fuck is that? Um, But, like, as soon as you see him, you'll recognize him. Harold what? P-E-R-R-I-N-E-A-U. He was Mercutio and Romeo and Juliet and stuff. Yeah, he played the yoga yoga teacher. Oh, my God. Yoga teacher. There you go. I could say it.
1: I was trying to figure out who he was, because I remember, like, yeah, I pulled... I was, remember seeing that episode and I was like he's
0: familiar. He's in so much stuff. He was in that, he was in the TV show Oz right now. Actually, that's also a connection to Firefly because he's in The Rookie with the guy from Firefly right now. So there you go. I mean, uh, yeah. I can why am I forgetting people's names all of a sudden? This is horrible. Minds. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's in tons of stuff. He's also, yeah. like, one of those character actors that shows up, and he always stands out in what he does, but I just don't know his name. It's like Gary Oldman for a long time, and everything he does, he's amazing, but then for the longest time, I didn't know what his name was. Yeah, and
1: there's, like, there's an old man actor, he's in the, he's floating around Instagram right now, whose yeah. name I don't know, but... I've seen him in so many things, and he has one of those spaces like where you see it and you're like, "Oh my God, he's from that thing." And then you spend 20 minutes trying to figure out what that thing is.
0: <laughs> and, like, and now, now I'm just like, "Oh my God, what is she talking about? I need to know who this is. This is gonna drive me crazy."
1: <laughs> if I if I come across the video of him, which I probably will, and you would know his voice, mm-hmm. uh, I'll send it to you. But right now, I can't think of what it is. And I, I mean, I could. But what's the
0: what's the video of though?
1: It's just him complaining about something. <laughs>
0: okay. That's like everybody right now, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll look for it later. Okay. I'm trying to think of any other people I recognize in um, no, I think that was it. The
1: painter was on rookie blue. Who?
0: The painter? The Daisy Yes. The paint the paint from <laughs> the painter guy? Yeah. Personally, I think the painting she took was the ugliest painting. The painting he was working on was much nicer.
1: I thought she was taking the painting he was working on. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's a great one. I would take it. And then mm-hmm. you see it in a booth and I'm like, why did
0: you take that one? Yeah, it made no sense to me. I'm like, what are you talking about? But it's very surrealist. The Oh my God, what's the name of the guy who painted that painting with the dude in the hat and the apple? That's, that's all I got.
1: Are you Googling the dude the hat and the apple?
0: (laughs) Yes, I actually am.
1: (laughs) Google will tell you. I once Googled movie where the things live under the ground and it was like Tremors. Tremors. And I was like, yes, Tremors. Thank you. You know what? That
0: totally worked. (laughs) Uh, It's called Son of Man and it is by Belgian surrealist painter Renée Marguerite. There you go. Okay. But, but yeah, anyway, so, yeah, his painting sort of reminded me of the Son of Man, except he put a house in the clouds instead. I don't know.
1: Yeah. And all his paintings were something in the cloud. Yes. Like, I worked for four years on that painting that she stole. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Four years.
0: Yeah. They should have tried a little bit harder to make it look more in-depth or something. Yeah. Yeah, because like I mean, I guess the concept is there because all of his paintings were something in the clouds, and he was saying every painting was a piece of him that he put forth into the world. And I was like, okay, I get that. Um, and but like he spent four years on the painting that looks the worst. Like you need to try a little bit harder on that one. Thanks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, can, I don't know. I wouldn't. I would steal the painting because, in hopes that now that he's dead, his his art starts to be worth money. But I wouldn't have stolen it to
0: hang it. Well, that's the thing. She originally did not steal it to hang it. Right? right? Like
1: they um, her into it.
0: Yeah, that's what happened. So because that's what her whole purpose was. Because she's. She's a scammer. That's why she doesn't have a real job. She scams people out of money and things and steals them. And that's why she keeps getting in trouble. And that's why she got kicked out of New York. But by the end of that episode, he's been following her around talking about the importance of this painting. And he's like, I found a perfect spot for you. And I know why I made this painting. I painted this painting for you. And that's when she's like, well, now I can't sell it. And she put it on the wall, right? Fine, I guess I'll just, like, hang it here Whatever. Yeah. And personally that spot she picked was hideous or he picked was just ugh. Because the sun hit it the right way or, or something. Uh, that didn't uh, didn't work for me at all. Uh, one thing about this show that I realized though is that it overlaps a little bit with Six Feet Under. And I actually found the tone and like the actual like sound design and the color palette. Matches really? I've yes. never
1: seen Six Feet Under.
0: <gasps> Great show. Um, I mean, I'm not going to tell it, you to watch it now.
1: Uh, is it on-
0: what is it's HBO, so it'd be on Crave. Okay, I have Crave. Okay, I really like the show at the time. It's a very heavy show. It is about death as well, but it's about the living dealing with death, not the dead dealing with the living and the dead, whatever. Uh, Cause it's about like a family of um, funeral home owners and their family. And you know, the, they talk about the person who dies and them taking care of them. And then the, the family dynamic around such a dark thing that's going on. Okay. That's all it is. Um, it's a really good show. It's well acted. You'll recognize all of the faces in the show. And um Well, now you will, but back then, they weren't, most of the people in the show weren't that known. And, um, like, a third of the cast of Can't Hardly Wait is on that show for some reason. It's very weird. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But I think it's the same as, like, the people we recognized on Dead Like Me we wouldn't have recognized back then.
0: Oh, definitely not. No, this was, like, at the beginning, like, almost all of them, besides, like, Mandy Patimkin and, um... The Daisy Adair girl and Roxy, the rest of them, it was pretty much the beginning of their career.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I only recognized
0: uh, Mandy. I didn't
1: recognize anybody else. I oh, think that right. is the reason I watched it.
0: Oh, okay. Now, maybe, you, yes. now, I, well, I remember watching it just because it was on. I didn't have a reason for watching it. And then I saw him on it and I was like, oh, it's, you know, Indigo Montoya. And then there's the girl from like, um, from, uh, Roxy from, like, a different a different world and stuff like that from the 80s. And was she, on, she was on, like, a fame or something. She was a dancer. Really? And yeah. And the girl who played Daisy Adair, maybe I do recognize her from stuff after she did Six Feet On... Um, after she did Dead Like Me.
1: Can That's we talk longer. about the Daisy character? I hate
0: her. I hate every bit of my heart.
1: So much. The second she came on, I was like, oh, right. Daisy. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. i tell you the truth, I didn't remember her character at all. I remembered the first uh, girl. um, Betty. Yes. I remembered her.
1: I didn't remember her. I didn't remember Daisy until she came on screen. Mm And then I remembered her. But I didn't remember... I, I knew it was Rube, and then I knew... It was the cop lady, and then I remember the British guy because I had a crush on him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then George, of course. But I didn't remember Betty or Daisy until okay. I saw them on screen, and then I was like, "Oh, right."
0: Yeah, after rewatching this one season, I feel like I've only watched like three episodes of the show previously. And you owned- honestly, and I own it. So, like, I bought it. It was open. I must have watched it. But literally, I remembered, like, three episodes of the show. And I was like, oh, I remember this part, I remember this part, I remember this part, and then nothing for, like, four episodes. I'm like, oh, I remember this part. It was all very exciting.
1: I can't even... Yeah, there's, like, little parts. I'm trying to find Daisy's, the actress that played Daisy, but I don't see it on IMDb.
0: Yeah, she's there. So, Daisy Adair was played by Laura Harris. Where
1: are you seeing that? There we go. It was showing me people that were only in the pilot. Oh, gotcha. What else has she been in? Oh, she was on the faculty. That was a good movie. That was a weird movie, but I enjoyed it.
0: It was enjoyable. It was thoroughly enjoyable.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, the second she came on screen again, I was like, no, I hate you. I hate you mm. so much. You're so annoying. And she just like tried to take over George's
0: apartment. And I'm like, why would you let her? Well, even, like, throughout the episodes, I was like, oh, maybe they're gonna try to make her, like, I don't know, she's like this for a reason, but really she's got a heart of gold. But then, they keep trying to put little things in to make you like her or understand her better, and I just hated her more. Yeah. There's
1: nothing that she did that made me enjoy her. No. No, because it didn't happen in season one. It happens in season two. (laughs) Wait, what? Um... So season two, George went and got a flower from something, from somewhere. I think it was, they kept saying, I missed the beginning part of it, but they kept saying it was her flower. So I'm assuming she got it from her grave. And at the restaurant, George said, she's like, I don't really, I don't want this anymore. You can have it. To Daisy. And daisy kept it and took it back home and put it in a vase for george and so i like i enjoyed that part and george comes home to it and she's like oh my flower like i really i thank you like i wanted my flower no so i sure. enjoyed that but that was in season two so i think in like the season two they tried to start making her a little bit nicer mm. all in season one everything she did just annoyed me and i just was like why would people put up with this and no wonder she's not in new york anymore
0: yeah well, well, that's what the, that's the thing, right? So once you got in trouble for trying to um, swindle the rich lady in the sun, yeah. um, he was like, you got kicked out of New York because this is the kind of crap you were doing. You can't do that here. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense based on her personality and the stuff that she's been doing. She's just a horrible person. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Die. Now I understand the character. Yeah. But then, like, they try to soften you up for her, because at the end of, what is it, vacation? You know, the one where they're they're doing all the paperwork and stuff? Yeah. And they come across her paperwork, like, what her last thought was. And her last thought was, why has no one ever loved me? And I was like, yeah, because you're a horrible person. That's the only thing I could think of. I didn't, it didn't make me feel sad for her in any way. I wasn't feeling like, oh, that's too bad. I was like, because you're a bitch. But, like, my last words could be, why has nobody
1: loved me? And then people would care. I'm not a bitch. Am yeah, I am. Yeah. I am, though.
0: No. I actually put a note on mine saying my my final thought would probably be, oh, shit. So I was like, all right.
1: <laughs> yeah. I would definitely, I would not, remember really, they had, Georgia had a shoulda, woulda, coulda pile, and I was like, I wouldn't be in those piles. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, a pile of, like, people that thought about their pet. No. I don't know what my last my last word would be like, what grouping it would have been in. I uh, did really enjoy that, like, Crystal helped out with inputting things, and she didn't question any of it. She was just like, yeah, okay. I just, like, started typing things along and helping out and probably yeah. not to do anything. And I was like, she probably has no friends, and you guys are being nice to her and asking her for help, so of course she's gonna...
0: yeah. Well, I mean, she came to the office at two o'clock in the morning to water her plants. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a that's kind of a, a notice of a, a not a very happening lifestyle. Yeah.
1: But yeah. I just she just took it, wrote down people's last thoughts into a probably access sheet thing <laughs> and went home and moved on with her life.
0: Yeah. She was just like, oh, I did something today. This was fun. And she's like, oh, I like Roxy, because Roxy just literally sat there while she was typing and just talked to her the whole time. Like, nobody ever talks to me. This is crazy.
1: And that's the thing. It's like, if you watch it, nobody ever talks to Crystal. Like, and then after that, George starts being like, morning, Crystal. Like, saying, like, saying hi to her after. But, yeah,
0: like, everyone just ignores the receptionist. Yeah, but she also comes across as really not friendly in any way, shape, or form. Like, I wouldn't want to stop and talk to her when somebody's just mean-mugging me as I walk in the door. But maybe she wouldn't be mean-mugging you if you stopped to talk to her. That's true. But, I mean, I had a job as a receptionist. Twice, actually. Um, and I – people talk to me all the time. Like, even when I had, like, things to do, I'm like, you're talking to me, so i got to type, and I'm trying not to be rude. Like, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> I was only a receptionist at a job where nobody – there was nobody. Oh, okay. I also changed my job title without telling my boss, because I didn't care.
0: (laughs) They're like, well, you're going to call me this now. I am the lord of the front desk. (laughs) Damn, that's what I should have
1: gone with. I went with, like, office coordinator. What? No,
0: that's boring, you know. Mm -mm. Uh, Lord of the front desk. What is so much better? Yeah. Or magistrate of the entranceway.
1: Oh, why were we
0: not friends in 2000? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Because that would be like eight years before we met each other. It's fine. I mean, I don't even know what year. Yeah, it was 2016.
1: Yeah, it was 2016. Yeah, that makes sense because that's when I quit and went back to school. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if you ever need interesting job titles, just ask me. I'll come up with something. It'll be fantastic. I will definitely ask you for some suggestions. (laughs) You're welcome.
1: I also need some writing help, so... Okay. <laughs> Your things, you read my things.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh my god! Um, uh, something else I found out about the show: the film's actually the show actually filmed in BC.
1: Yeah, it makes go- a lot of sense. I googled that because I wasn't. Um, I was. I was curious if it was Toronto because I I I remembered it was Canada, but I couldn't remember where. Um. It was good it wasn't Toronto, though, because as soon as there was, I know a show is filmed in Toronto, I stop paying any attention to what's happening on the show, and I solely focus on the background. It's just like trying to figure out where they
0: are in the city, but... Well, actually, the reason why I looked it up is because there was a couple of shots that looked like, oh, wait, isn't that this building? And that's why I looked it up. But I was like, oh, it is still Canada, but it's definitely not Toronto, and I've never been to BC, so I'm surprised it was just like, oh, this looks familiar to me. I spent, like, four hours in bc
1: that's when i flew there to take the train home <laughs>
0: <laughs> spent no time there that's fine it's fine um and i'm gonna do this to you i'm gonna do this in every episode this is a new thing that i started a little wow. while ago um it's the star trek connection boo, 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 boo. <laughs> you need better theme music i do i do it's horrible Oh I need a I need like a sound a sound designer to to do all this stuff for me. It'd be great. So the show was created by Brian Fuller. Okay. Um, who is very well known for creating quote unquote quirky shows like Wonderfalls, Pushing Daisies, Hannibal, which is a dark quirky show, and American Gods. But he's also a giant Star Trek nerd who wrote for. DS9 and Voyager, and is credited as one of the creators on the new Star Trek Discovery, which I don't enjoy very much, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, that's like that's like an overarching Star Trek connection in every single episode because he had okay. his hand in all of it. I'm now
1: uh, I'm looking at his Wikipedia
0: page. Gotcha.
1: Interesting.
0: Hmm. So when I because I like I saw Brian Fuller come up and I was just like, why does that name sound so familiar? That's really familiar looked it up and i was like oh i see pushing daisies and like star trek discovery excuse me and then he wrote for like a whole bunch of stuff because he started out as a writer and then started creating shows or got on the creator level and then he gets to do whatever he wants now
1: wrote carrie interesting what is Wonderfalls?
0: i don't know actually i saw that quite a bit and i was like i remember the poster but i don't remember anything else about that show
1: Oh, it's that dude, he's in Pushing Daisies, which is why there's that chart of people that he frequently casts. Yeah, he's uh, he casts the, some of the same people in multiple things.
0: I mean, which is fine when they're well, Yes. That's what makes it fun. Ah. <laughs> uh... But he does seem to have sort of, like, um, a a morbid fascination with death, though, because especially with, you've got Dead Like Me, you've got Pushing Daisies, and especially Hannibal, they're all death-oriented shows. Um, Pushing Daisies is death-oriented? Yeah, because the pie maker, he, like, if he touches someone who's dead, they come back to life, and the girl he falls in, is in love with, died and came back to life so they could never touch each other again. Why and then would she then die? She did she die again, yeah. Oh okay. So it's like this weird, quirky, slightly morbid yeah. sort of thing. And then of course Hannibal, you know, it's criminal investigations and a dude that eats people. Uh
1: That's normal.
0: <laughs> that's totally normal. <laughs> that's normal. <laughs> so I mean, I find, like, he does, he, he does have a deathly sort of fascination, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, he, he does well with it. But most of his shows are very short-lived, except for American Gods, which has been on for quite a while. And Discovery, obviously.
1: Because American Gods is only 16 episodes. Altogether? That's
0: That's what's good. Oh. Maybe they're just super spaced out.
1: Hannibal was 39. Star Trek Voyager was his most at 81.
0: Yep. Yeah, he wrote for 81 episodes?
1: No. Oh, uh, maybe. It says television credits 81 episodes. Yes, yeah, so I guess he wrote for 81 episodes of that. He only wrote 16 episodes for American God.
0: Interesting. Yeah, so he says developed for te- television 16 episodes. Then he wrote six episodes. For... American Gods.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's 8 episodes a season.
0: For Hannibal, he has the he has a 30 episode writing credit for Hannibal.
1: I guess it had 39 episodes
0: in total and he wrote 30 of them. Yeah. Pushing Daisies was 22 episodes and he wrote three. Dead Like Me, there were oh, 20. It, it's listed it's it's. I don't it's listed
1: because Um, as being 81 or 39 because he's not just the writer of it. So it's television credits in general. So he's also co-producer for Star Trek Voyager. So he's going to get
0: credited
1: as co-producer on like every episode, right? And Hannibal, he was developer, writer, and executive producer. So he's going to get 39 credits.
0: Well, because this uh, on IMDb, it says for Voyager, he did the teleplay for 15 episodes the story by for 10 episodes, written episodes is four, and a story editor for one. That's 22 credits he should have for Star Trek. But then he's also listed over here as a co producer. Yeah. All
1: right. It's interesting. But both databases are written by the public. So.
0: Yeah, there's going to be mistakes or. Stuff I mean, missing.
1: I could make one that said I'm super famous and have credits in like five episodes, in five movies, on Wikipedia. IMDb takes okay. that shit more serious. <laughs> he also
0: he also wrote four episodes of Heroes. Remember that show? Yeah, I liked Heroes. And until that last season where it just fell apart and you're just like, this is stupid.
1: I only watched the first two seasons and then I was like, hmm.
0: Yeah, the third season was
1: Horrendous. Oh, like- <laughs> Yeah, it's like the you were saying You
0: girl gets bad yes it does it's weird mm-hmm. I I gonna end soon um so anyways yeah sorry so that that was it that was my starter connection yeah whoa, whoa. uh
1: the one thing i noted though that i would like to talk about is rube only drinks chocolate milk because it's delicious it's always on the table in front of him he always has chocolate milk
0: he also drinks coffee he drinks a lot of coffee
1: Okay, I missed the coffee because I was so focused on the fact that he always had chocolate
0: milk. Oh,
1: and yeah, the actress from Corner Gas was in episode four.
0: An actress from Corner Gas was in episode four?
1: Yeah. Um, The the girl that runs the gas station, the short blonde lady.
0: Wait, what episode was episode four for you? Uh,
1: No, so in Corner Gas, she runs the gas station. Oh,
0: her. Okay. Yeah,
1: she's an executive assistant when George tries to stop somebody from dying.
0: Oh, gotcha.
1: Okay. I was going to say the one thing I wrote down was that I wondered
0: if they all screwed up when they first died as much as she did. That's the real question, I think, because she, like, she asks them all the time. She's like, what, you've never made a mistake before? And nobody ever answers her question.
1: Yeah. So I feel like they all went through, like, the first, like, six months of being dead trying to save people screwing things up stalking their family like mm-hmm. i think that they all must have because there's no there's no way that you die and you become a reaper that takes souls and you're like okay cool this is my life i'm just gonna go take everyone's soul yeah i mean there must be people that do but
0: yeah the, those are the people that are going to hell but yeah yeah those are people that are used to seeing death in their lives so maybe like a coroner fine they be like yeah okay that's what i do already it's fine um or, like, a mortician or something. Sure, fine, yeah, whatever. Those people I get, right? But most, like, quote-unquote, regular people, they're, they're gonna have a problem with watching people die every day. And being Usually. the one that, like, takes their soul.
1: Yes. And then, like, has to stand around and wait for them to die without looking suspicious.
0: hmm
1: Oh, that makes me think of the don't be suspicious from Parks and Recs.
0: Um, Oh, well... Okay, sorry. I know we're going to go on a tangent about Parks and Rec. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing that frustrated me about the show the most is that uh, every once in a while they showed what Mason... Well, they showed what Mason looked like only once. Um, And what um, George looks like. They showed what she looks like to to the undead a few times. And personally... Their undead versions are suspicious looking. They look, like, why do they look so creepy? And they look like, like, they look like they're hopped up on something and are going to rob people or attack rob them or you something. you or
1: murder you. And should that really be what they look like when they're being around dead people all the time? When, like, people keep dying around them? Yeah. They, like, look like what Daisy looks like in her, de- not, in her dead version
0: yeah would be like yeah because she would have to look different than her live self
1: yeah you don't actually
0: see what she looks like to everybody else you don't see what rube looks like to everybody else you don't see what roxy looks like to everybody else so
1: but they look like they're on drugs and would probably rob or murder you
0: yeah they look suspicious like they're the kind of people if they walked in somewhere I'd be like "Mm, i might have to keep an eye on these guys I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave now. Yeah, like don't let them go to the bathroom, they might OD. Like it's yeah. Like it was it's like, ugh. And a couple of times we're like, oh, somebody said, like, oh, you're a pretty girl. I'm like, I'm not saying the act like I don't know what they did to her face, like they darkened around her eyes, they made her look all sallow and all that kind of stuff. But I was like, Really? Like that? Okay. If you
1: say so. Oh. In sorry, in season two, episode one, she makes out with another temp. Who says she has such beautiful eyes and is so pretty. And I'm like, do we we all know what she looks like undead, right? Like mm-hmm. so how I mean, yeah, not that she's not pretty or anything, but like, wouldn't
0: you pick a prettier extra? Or somebody who looks less like they are the undead. Someone happier. Yeah, like or just like but she she has a suspicious looking demeanor. Like, in a suspicious-looking face. That's just not right. I'm trying to find her.
1: Why can't I find it?
0: So, this is a problem that I had when I was looking up who played who. Because in the episodes, they don't really have anybody listed as, like, George's live self or whatever. And I was very confused by that
1: she's listed as un undead george and i found her but she's primarily a stand in
0: mhm so maybe she's just like somebody who's hanging out and be like yeah you're blonde you, you do it
1: maybe she's george's stand in
0: and that was it and they like but they should give her a proper credit like
1: she does get a proper credit for this um, as unGeorge, but then when you look at her IMDB she's primarily a stand-in yeah and then who it? It was it with Masons was this the other one
0: yeah that was in the pilot episode Jacob Chaos
1: he's been in three things
0: name's Jacob Chaos that is a wicked name though
1: Dark Angel Lab Coat Man <laughs> R-A-X-E-1 ticked off, off
0: passenger, passenger. <laughs> oh my god
1: dead like me un-mason
0: <laughs> love it
1: dude you didn't use your name well enough
0: yeah so another thing that really like bothered me about this show is how hateful they make the mother oh I wrote down that she's always so annoyed it's not just that she's annoyed, she's hateful, she's mean, yeah. she's, you know, she ignores people. There's nothing wrong with being stoic or trying to hide your emotions and stuff, but as soon as you're introduced to her, she's a horrible, nagging, mean person. And I thought throughout the series maybe they'd show why she ended up that way, like why she's... so. But nothing that they show within the show... Um, makes it like, this is why she's so horrible.
1: No, and she's like that before George dies. So it's not that losing her daughter changes that. She was mean right off the bat. But,
0: yeah. And you're like, well, at first it was like, oh, she's just uh, annoyed with her teen daughter. Fine. Um, yeah. But as you go through the show, even in like flashbacks before George was dead and talking to the sister and all that kind of stuff, she's still that way and you're just like what is your problem no wonder your husband's cheating on you which is a horrible thing to say but also the the husband's he's th- the thing is, is you don't get a proper picture of the husband because he's not in it that much but he's really not a nice person either
1: no so you're like there was a couple flashbacks to when george was little that could show why she was like that way like Even George, as a child, was not the nicest person to her mom. Like, there's one Mm -hmm. point where, like, her mom's, like, teaching her how to ride a bike, and she's like, I'm doing it on my own, I don't need you. I'm never coming home, and, like, bikes off. And she acts like that a couple times to her mom, so, like, I don't know, like, if you're – she's probably, like, six in that episode. Maybe, yeah. But – if your first daughter is acting that way to you from when she's six until she's 18, I don't know, maybe I would become angry, an angry mom like that. Like, both her daughters and her husband are, like, no, but
0: we don't need to. Well, one of the things that, like, she says in the first episode is that her little sister is completely ignored, right? Yeah. Her little sister is forgotten about. And then her mother finally decides to pay attention to her little sister because her older sister is dead. But her little sister doesn't really do anything wrong because her mother, every time she tries to talk to her is mean and rude. And it's pretty much just like, suck it up, whatever. Yeah. And so she withdraws and is just, and then she starts to get mean to her mom. Right. Yeah.
1: And the mom's trying to be nice, but she's already lost her, her daughter.
0: Yeah. And she does, she does a whole thing about like, I feel like we're, what is it? Rats in a cage. And there's that bar and we keep getting shocked every time we talk to each other. I'm like, because you're mean. You're not trying, like, there's she doesn't try to understand her daughter in any way. She doesn't try to have a discussion. She just like stop being weird. Like, okay, maybe the reason why your daughter's being weird is because she's gone through a traumatic experience and you don't want to talk to her about it yeah. and you're just being mean.
1: And you're just making her go to therapy or making her go talk to other people, but not actually talking and listening to her yourself.
0: Yeah. And when her daughter tells her something, she gets mad. She's like, That's just dumb or that's stupid. Or stop being that way. And you're like, That's not a proper reaction to a child's trauma.
1: Yeah, like the kid was she goes horseback riding once and then says so she doesn't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then mom just flips out on her being like, Well, I used to do it and like your grandma really supported me doing it and all this stuff I'm like she's like twelve or something, like she doesn't want to do horseback riding. That's what happens when they're that age. They yeah. try something once, and then they're like, "No, I don't actually like it." So just take the clothes back to the store. That's why you mm-hmm. keep receipts and get her something else that she wants to try. Which they do in the end. They do get her the drum set that she wants. Mm-hmm. So like, you could there's little bits where like the mom tries, but like for the majority of it, she's she doesn't listen to her family. She's just angry at all the time and mm-hmm. just all of however she's feeling out on her family without actually listening to them or dealing with her own problems.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, and I think that's one of the biggest problems is she's not dealing with her own problems and she's just, do you realize she drinks, at almost every other scene in there, she's drinking wine, right? Like a big goblet of wine, just just sitting back, just drinking. Like, okay, that's that's a, another way to handle it. I suppose maybe too for her... There was nobody around to help her with her emotional state either, I guess. Because yeah, they never go into her backstory. No, they don't. Not really. And she doesn't look to get help either. She doesn't look to get her own therapist. You know? So they do a
1: marriage counseling in season 2 Mm-hmm. Um, in the episode that I watched today. And... Even in that, she's not supportive. Like, yeah, her husband's an idiot who's been cheating on her with university students, but she doesn't try to listen to what he's saying, and she just continually has, like, sharp comments towards even the therapist. Mm -hmm. So even going to marriage counseling, that didn't help her.
0: Yeah, because you have to actually, like, participate and want the help, and if you're just going to... Be mean about it you're not gonna get anything out of it yeah but i find like having a unsupportive mother was a very poignant thing especially in like the late 90s early 2000s like all those those tv shows in there because it makes me think of like freaks and geeks and um uh, my so-called life and uh, like stuff like that where for some reason the mothers in those shows were just horrible people. I'm like, well, but why?
1: It's the whole thing that, like, the main character either has to have a horrible parent, like, one horrible parent, or a dead parent. Mm. You can't have two happy, loving moms, except in Freaks and Great Geeks, the mom and dad for the main characters, weren't they? Happy? They were
0: pretty nice, yeah.
1: These people, I mean, that show only lasted one season, but... Like, that's the whole premise of a lot of things is, like, no main character has two loving, happy family members.
0: Yes. But at okay. least, like, the thing with um, uh, my so-called life, though, is that her parents actually try. Like, they try, you know? And her mom, you can see why her mom and her dad start nagging her and start complaining. It more has to do with her changing attitude than them. And um, and then it also goes into the whole, like, the break in the relationship with the father and the daughter because she got boobs and he was like, I can't handle this anymore. That's fine, right? So, like, it shows, like, like, I think it was more of a realistic family breakdown. Like, we used to be good, but now she's a teenager. The dad's like, oh, my God, she's an actual girl. I can't handle this. And the mom's like, you're not doing everything I say anymore. This makes me angry. Whereas this show, I'm just like, Your mom's a, like, she's a horrible, mean person for seemingly no reason. And your dad's an absentee dad, pretty much. And shows up for the good stuff. And that's why I think she
1: stalks her family and she talks about it. Like, she's more there for her sister. She's there to, like, she's checking on her sister. She's not necessarily checking on her parents. Afterlife, she's checking on her sister to make sure that she's doing okay. And how is she doing? Because she probably knows that, like, the dad's not there and their mom's not the nicest. And now that she's gone, what does her little sister have? Who's watching after her?
0: Yeah. Well, cause you see like, especially in the later episodes of the show, you see a lot of episodes, um, you see the sister sitting around a lot just, and the parents are just yelling in the background about yeah. something. Like there's the part where they're at the cottage and what is it? Like the wife has to kill the spider cause the husband's scared to like, has a morbid fear of spiders. And he's, she's like, why do you got to be such a fucking pussy, you know? And she's just sitting out there petting the dog. She's like, oh my God, like, I can't do this. <laughs>
1: yep. as, as a child of divorced parents, I uh, thankfully don't remember any fights. I know that my parents fought a lot when we were sleeping. Um, I have one memory of my sister and I sitting on the stairs listening to my parents fight. But mm-hmm. I thankfully was under the age of five and don't have many memories from being that age. But, like, if that's your home life, is sitting around listening to your parents fight so much, that's Mm -hmm. not going to help you grow. And so now this poor girl's lost her her sister, like, be her only other, like, companion through all of the family drama, and has to just, like, listen to her parents fight even more.
0: Yeah, and she's got... And she obviously has nowhere to go and nobody to actually try and understand her because her she can't go to her dad her dad doesn't talk to her her, her dad comes in at night after s- school quote unquote because um, he's so busy quote unquote he eats dinner goes to bed gets up in the morning it's like i gotta go and leaves and then her mom just snidely chirps at her the whole day and pecks at everything that she does you know like why are you wearing that what are you doing why won't you do this be normal And then the rest of her time is listening to them yell at each other. Like, she's not getting anything from that.
1: Even there's one part, I don't know if if it was season one or season two now, where she's sitting around reading and the mom's like, why aren't you out with your friends? And she's like, because I don't want to get high before noon. And her mom's like, oh, okay. And then they, like, talk about it a little bit. And then she's like, the mom goes to sleep. She's like, I better not see any cherry stains on those pillows. So you just, you just ruined a good moment that you had by throwing that at your daughter, who, like, probably wasn't going to get cherry stains on the pillows. hmm Probably already knows to not get cherry stains on the pillows. But, like, you had, like, a somewhat nice connection and moment, and then you have to ruin it. Like, you had to make it terrible.
0: Yes. Yeah. And she does that so many times throughout the series, and you're just like, just leave. Just you know, just keep your, your snide comment to yourself. That's fine. You know, yeah. like, just be happy for a second. Be joyful that you made a connection with your daughter, and maybe you're going to get through to her, and maybe she will turn out to be normal instead of playing with a taxidermy bird as a kite and have a toilet tree down the street. You know, like, yes, it's a weird way to grieve, but Let she it. needs an outlet, but you're not giving it to her. Yeah. Just let the kid grieve. Yeah. Be nice about it. Yeah, and especially that, like, I was really shocked. Like, the mother just, like, packed up her sister's room. It was like, wow. we're selling all of this. Just get rid of it. And then when they go to the therapist, and the therapist, like, you packed everything away. You have nothing to remind you of her. They got rid of, like, most of the pictures in the house with Georgia in it. And they then Georgia went- steals the one picture that they had. Because they went and- family photos, like, almost immediately. Yeah, you know. And it's like, of course she can't grieve. There's nothing to grieve anymore when you, you're you erasing somebody from existence, pretty much, right?
1: Yeah, and it was just like, the like the mom's not even grieving. She's just like, oh, well, my daughter's dead and packs all her stuff up. And she's like, well, one less child to look after. Like, whatever, who mm-hmm. cares? Gone. Versus being sad about the fact that her daughter just died and grieving over it. They just pack it all up and sell it.
0: Yeah, which I thought was crazy. But okay. that might also have to do with the fact that, like, so when you first meet the mom, she's yelling at Georgia to get up, get a job, because she's 18, she just uh, dropped out of college, and she's like, I'm not taking care of you anymore, you got to do it yourself. Yeah. And my first thought about that, like, I don't understand what the preoccupation is with, uh, like, I know technically you're an adult by law when you're 18 years old. And I understand the concept of childhood is a relatively new concept, right? Because even in like the 1920s and 30s, there were child laborers, you know, you're five, you're six, you're seven, you're in a coal mine or you're helping in a cornfield or you're doing something, I get it. Childhood is a relatively new concept. But since our society has moved forward in a different way and understand mental development better and all that kind of stuff, why is it that there's so many parents out there that are obsessed with kicking their kids out as soon as they hit 18 years old like I, I understand about Georgia not loafing around and actually like pulling her weight at home and all that kind of stuff but why do you have to like kick your child out or threaten to kick your child out at 18 because they slept in for a week
1: and because they dropped out of
0: school like yeah
1: there's so many parents that are that I've heard of that are like oh yeah you're only a parent for 18 years but you're not you're still, like, I'm going to be 34 next week. My mom's still my mom. I'm still her daughter. Like, there's mm-hmm. no break in the connection just because I'm over the age of 18. And, like, I moved home twice in my 20s. But, like, why are parents so much like, no, you're, that's it. You're 18. You're out of this house.
0: Yeah. You're like, still a parent. You still have to take care of your child. Yeah. Like, it's, like, unfortunately, it's not an 18-year commitment. It's a lifelong commitment having a child. Yes. And also, their house was massive. It's
1: not like she was taking up that much space living there.
0: Yeah.
1: My other thing, how do they own that house on one salary? On a professor's salary?
0: No, doesn't the mother work? I'm assuming the mother worked because she got up and had suits on all the time.
1: Oh, I assume that's just what she wore because she never went anywhere.
0: <laughs> I think you only saw her in the house, but she, I assumed she worked because she was wearing, like, pantsuits and blouses all the time unless it was the weekend because there was definitely like a different look she had on on the quote-unquote weekend and when they went on vacation
1: they really did not stress that part that she had a job i thought she was just like a stay-at-home mom that put the suit on to go talk to the principal
0: oh no interesting And like when she woke up georgia to put on some clothes and go to a job interview she had on like a suit. Like, she had on, like, a button-up shirt with a jacket, if I remember correctly. Okay, so so mom had a job. Yeah, I'm assuming she had a job.
1: Okay, fine. Then they own that house. But, like, back to the point of, like, Georgia's not taking up that much space.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it.
1: Like, yes, your daughter dropped out of school, so maybe you should talk about that and find out why. And was it the program she didn't like? Was there something else going on? Like, Mm -hmm. no, but
0: instead of talking to her, like, even when uh, George was remembering the day she came home when she dropped out of school, she's like her mother came by her cried and told her that, you know, what is it? Like uh, there's no dress rehearsal, you know, this, like this is life kind of thing. And it wasn't like words of comfort. She didn't try to talk to her or get an explanation as to why she dropped out or why she couldn't do it. She was just like, She's like, no, you failed at life and now it's over. Like, that was it. And you're just like, that's not helpful to anyone. That's not doing anything for people.
1: Not finishing college is failing at life. Yeah,
0: like, maybe it was a program, maybe, because if she had been at college, I don't know, did they say how long she was at college? She
1: didn't finish the first semester, but she couldn't get the tuition back.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, okay. So, like, maybe what it was is that, you know, you had to think of a new program to get into. If you sat down with her, you could have made a plan. But instead, a week later, you're just like, sucks to be you. Get the fuck out. So, yeah.
1: Don't get a job. Move back to my house. Yeah. Thank you for... But then, so, so she was really like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to know what your problems are with the first daughter. And then her second daughter, she's like, you're going to the therapist to talk about how you feel that your sister died. But I don't want to talk to you myself, and I don't want to know what you're going through, and I don't want to talk about anything. You just need to go talk to a therapist.
0: Mm-hmm. So she like, just I, really want to talk about feelings. Yeah, I think she has a, a issue with handling emotions, which a lot of people do. I mean, I I must admit oh, I do. I yeah. totally do. So I get it, but there's a difference between being a stoic parent and being a bitchy person who doesn't want to solve their problems. Yeah, they're two very different things. Cause there's a difference between keeping a straight face, like not crying or not, you know, screaming or not laughing too loud and all that kind of stuff. You can be stoic. There's nothing wrong with not giving away how you're feeling. That's fine. It can be weird, but it's fine. But if you, your only way to get over that is to harp at people and pick away at them and, and just be like a generally angry individual, that's not helpful to anyone, not no. yourself, not to the people around you, not to anything. Um, another thing that I um, thought about this show was like, they show the different ways people die and all kind of stuff and all kinds of weird ways and whatever, especially George's way of dying was absurdly <laughs> weird for no real reason. Cause it doesn't like, I don't know how it would come back or make a difference in the show. But there's no reason why a Russian space toilet had to kill her.
1: There's no reason for anything. That it, it just You just get a date and a time, and that's it.
0: There's no reason. That's, that's true. It. I guess that's the thing. Like, there's no real reason for death unless you die of just general old age, I suppose, because you're at the end of the line. But anybody younger than that, eh, there's no real reason for it, right? Yeah, like,
1: one of, one of the guys in the gay couple, he... Well, he, like, slipped on – he stepped on something on the garbage can and then slipped and hit his head off the,
0: the stove or the dishwasher or something. What are the odds of that? The fact that there are odds of it means it's possible. <laughs> are there odds? No, yeah. No, well, that's the thing. So people always say it's, it's impossible to do something, right? But if so, – if no matter the smallness of the probability – If there's a probability that it could happen, it could happen. Yeah. That's it. Like, it could be 0.0, like a million zeros, one. Because that that one exists down there, it could happen. That's it. No matter how weird or strange. I mean, think of the odds of her getting hit by a Russian space toilet. There's probably more
1: odds in your friend strangling you to death
0: oh yeah that's pretty high i wouldn't be surprised
1: and then what is it they don't talk about me do they talk about mason's death i
0: know it's drugs probably in season one i don't remember them talking about his death per se in season one i
1: have a feeling it was drugs
0: he mentioned that nobody he does
1: mention it i think that it wasn't in the paper Oh, he died by drilling a hole in his head to achieve a permanent high. They do talk about that.
0: That is right. They actually show him falling on the ground with a smile on his face and a hole in his head. Yeah. They do do that. Okay. As soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, the picture like popped into my head. I was like, oh my God, that's right. Because they were talking about... That was the one where he had like the drug stuck up his butt and it bursts And he's like hi the whole episode right yeah yeah and he's like freaking out and then um rube makes a comment about like is this any worse than doing that like it's
1: no i'm just reading about how rube died
0: well it's not in this season do you want to spoil it for me because i don't remember at all
1: they don't know for sure but they it says that they think he was a bank robber Oh. The manner of his death is not revealed, but in one episode, his name and picture are seen on an old wanted poster, alleging that he was a bank robber.
0: That it, sounds interesting.
1: Yeah. But he looks the same as when he's uh, dead, as he was alive, possibly because the time of his death was nearly 100 years earlier. Everyone who could possibly identify him as dead, including his
0: daughter and his wife, are gone.
1: So apparently he doesn't have an undead face.
0: Oh, I just assumed all of them had an undead face in some way. You'd, they must all except for him, I guess. Cause he's been like dead for so long. Like he's at that point in time, he's been dead for like a hundred years.
1: Yeah. Cause it says that he probably died in 1926.
0: So that's not long before um, that other girl died.
1: Betty also died in 1926.
0: I don't remember the same. Cause he reaps her soul. Right. If I remember correctly
1: no he goes to collectors because she's the last because the only way to become a reaper is you are the last soul somebody takes so you fill somebody's you fill a reaper's quota Mm -hmm. they get to move on and you become a reaper so he mentions to her that there was some she says her his friend grabbed her butt or something back at like the popcorn stand um because i think they're at like a
0: oh that's right and then yes that's right because they have the conversation at the bottom yeah gotcha okay
1: yeah so he's he's must be new to it Mm -hmm. but um yeah he doesn't take hers there's a huge paragraph
0: about daisy because you don't really in season one at least you don't find out what happens to her soul even though you're warned about not following a soul to their place or whatever it is
1: Yeah. There's a couple, though, that, like, they just kind of, like, go off, but they don't actually move on. But they never really talk about what happens if the souls don't move on.
0: Like, they just wander around? Yeah. I wonder if they become Gravelings. Like, they wither or something? Now I want to
1: read about Gravelings. So, okay, so the one thing that really bugged me about this episode, about the show... And it, it, I know it came out in a not very technical, technical technology time, which is fine, but there's a lot of room for error when you think about it in the fact that he gets the list, a printed list, mm-hmm. and then he writes the printed list in a notebook, and then he writes the notebook information on a Post-it. Yes. So why wouldn't he just write the Post-its? Well, he's
0: he's given something and then he has to hand them out. So I don't know.
1: And in another notebook,
0: just, I guess it, it has to, it has to do with all of the paperwork they have to do later on, I guess.
1: I don't know, but like he could write it down wrong in his notebook and then write it down wrong on the
0: post-it and then somebody gets missed. And yeah, and that's the problem. That's why there's that one episode where they're doing all the paperwork and she's like, just digitize the system. It's going to be easier. It's going to be better to track, blah, 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 blah. And he's all against it and still gets everything printed out at the end. And yeah, yeah. I must admit though, like I myself do tend to print things that I think are quote unquote important that I just want to like have around. I do still do it. Or my other thing is, I find it really difficult to edit while I'm sitting in front of my computer sometimes, yeah. when something's more than, like, three or four pages. So, like, I'll have something that's, like, 60 pages long. It can be a waste of paper, but I print stuff sometimes to just, like, go through and edit things better.
1: But, like, they, you'd think that the piles they put together while they were typing them into the system would have been enough because he still had all the information on people's last words and they were still grouping them. So why would you need it printed out as well when it's already all on paper? It has to be in the ledger. I don't know.
0: Well, and that's the thing. They kept asking him questions. Like, so why are we doing this? How should we organize this? It depends who it's looking at. So who's looking at this and why are we doing this? And he's like, just do it. You don't need to know that other people, we were just keeping track. And like, like, I think they just wanted to have a, an episode on paperwork, because they're like, why does he keep writing shit down? It's the year 2003. This makes no sense. Yeah. And so they're just like, let's make an episode where we digitize dying. Like, okay.
1: I think he just do- he doesn't know why they're doing it
0: either. But he's also a person who's been around for 100 years. He's probably just used to having things on paper. He was told to do it that way. And he just kept doing it that way, instead of moving with technology.
1: Yes, which is one of the big things that you have to do is you can't just you can't just do things because somebody else told you to do it when you started. Mm-hmm. Which is one of those things that we always have like a training when somebody's like, "Why do you do this?" and we're like, "I don't know. They just told me to do it. So you guess. just do it." Versus being like what George did by being like, "Cool, that's how we used to do it." But like, can we do it this way?
0: Let's do it this way. Let's switch it up. This might be easier in the future. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And to talk about that, so one thing that kind of frustrates me, too, about the setting is I don't understand the Waffle House. You don't understand the Waffle House? I do not understand the Waffle House. I
1: love do, the
0: Waffle House. I like the idea of the Waffle House. I like the idea that they meet in there and have the, have meals together and, you know, give out assignments and everything. That's great. But as the show goes on... Like, it's clear that they've been meeting there even before George shows up. Like, they've been meeting there for years and years and years and years and years. Fine. Right? But there's a weird thing about, like, the waitresses and the cooks and stuff in there where, especially the waitresses and the busboys who actually interact with them directly most often, you're like, do they know that they're deaf? Do they know that... Their job is to, are they're Grim Reapers? Why are they here at weird hours in the morning? What is all this paperwork? Because like there's the one where they're doing the self-evaluations and the one woman keeps coming around going, oh, let me give you an answer to that. But the questions are very (laughs) death-related and she doesn't seem phased by it in any way, shape, or form. But then, for example, the episode where the cook dies and the other waitress is like, who are you talking to? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wait, I thought they... I thought they sort of knew they were they were reapers and they have like a deal or something, and that's why they're there at weird hours, and they get together the way they do and all that kind of stuff. It's just the the what the waffle House is is never really fully explained
1: I think the Waffle House is just the diner down the street that they became regulars at. And the waitresses just bat an eye at it. Like, um, my dad and I are regulars at France and I'll go on Sundays where my sister will be an hour late, an hour (laughs) after the time we agreed to meet. And I will sit at France for an hour with a coffee in a booth, taking over the entire booth with my Kobo because my family's late, but they know that, we're there every week. And my dad's there twice a week, usually, if my sister's in, too. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's just they went there. They became regulars. The waitstaff is like, that's the group of five weirdos that are here every day, all day. They buy food. They might tip well. They must tip well. Um, and so they just, the waitstaff just doesn't care. They just, they're like, they're the weirdos that are there. But they're but they're always here, they're paying for stuff, they're buying food, they're tipping us, whatever. Yeah. Let, them, let them
0: be weird. At first that's what I thought, but then the waitress, the staff started interacting with them and I was like, This this come this is beyond just regular customer who's weird. I don't that's how I felt at least. I don't know.
1: You don't have you don't have wait staff at your regular places
0: that chat with you about your life? Yes, I do. But that's the thing. Like, they know what I do. They, they know why I'm there. They know who I'm going to be there with. And, well, but, they like. Know they know who they're going to be there with. I mean, like,
1: why you're there is usually just to eat, to mm-hmm. consume food, and hang out with your friends. So they're just a weird group of friends. Yeah, but they're
0: obviously, like, Rube is there, like, 20 hours a day. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. He runs, that- he's got lots of money. <laughs> Somehow, he's got tons of money. Um, maybe from his bank job that he did, and he had, like, stashed away cash at some point. Oh. I don't know. But, um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. I just, I just, it seems to be this weird, like, I feel like it's purgatory in there. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, it's just like where they're, because there's also other weird couples that are in there. Mm -hmm. Watch the other groups that are in there. They're not, like, I just remember there being like one, one, the night that they were doing the self-evaluations, the other people in the restaurant in the middle of the night, but it was the middle of the night, so I just took it as it was the middle of the night, but the there was, like, an old man with a young woman in, like,
0: really fancy clothes. Yeah. And they kept staring at them. And I was like, oh, something's gonna happen here. And then nothing happened. And I was like, okay. It's odd. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Brian Fuller only did season one.
0: Interesting. But he's credited as the creator of all of the well, he created he created it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else.
1: Let me see if there was anything on Wikipedia about it, but there's only they only talk about the waitress, that they think maybe she's a psychic. The black one? Um, Caffney?
0: I don't know which one that is.
1: Neither <laughs> the drive. The usual
0: server. Well, because at the second half of the series, they get a different usual server. They... It's a black- a black woman, and she's the one in the episode where um they're doing all the paperwork and stuff and is asking them, "Do you need help? I can help you answer questions and blah blah blah, yeah, and then from that point on, it's always her, but earlier on it's this it's this woman who gets yelled at by the cook all the time, and it's a it's an older white lady
1: yeah, and then she likes well they at the beginning, it's like both of them, I think, and then she kind of takes over. Um, the second half. But I feel like she's in a couple of first episodes, too.
0: Yeah, I didn't remember. Maybe it's because there wasn't that much of an interaction earlier on, but I didn't remember her as, like, earlier than that.
1: Yeah, and then she gets mad at them for... But then, see, my thoughts on if she knows what's going on, when they're in there at the beginning of the paperwork episode where he's got all the tables full of paperwork, she's just like, she's like, well, you're taking up my whole section... Mm-hmm. Like, she expects other people to come in?
0: Well, they're at a restaurant, so yeah. Like, they're, like even if they're, uh, they're undead, quote-unquote, like they say at the beginning, you still have to make money. And as a waitress, I'm assuming as a diner, they work on tips, and, you know, if people are sitting in their section and all that kind of stuff. So if the tables are all taken up, she's not getting anything from it.
1: But don't you think they would have mentioned something like that? Because Rube would have known.
0: Yeah, but that, I think that's one of the reasons why he he quote unquote orders food for the other tables, right? So well, that he that, can take them over. Yeah.
1: In that episode, yeah, but like he never really mentions if she's
0: works with them. And this is why I'm confused by it for their company. Yeah. are like, like Yeah, he's like they're on another. They're from another floor. We just. You gotta work together though, that's it.
1: Yeah, well like there's the different groups of, of reapers, like so mm-hmm. is, she, is she a reaper but for
0: somebody else? Like that's the thing, I don't think she's a reaper. Like, what I Like what I was saying is like, I think the restaurant is a quote unquote like purgatory. And it's a place for reapers to meet, to do whatever, but like for the living, it's just a regular restaurant and you'll have regular people go in there and get food. Right? So to, to them, what the Reapers are doing isn't weird, but they still have to run it like a proper business. Well, we're
1: gonna have to watch one of the episodes in season two, because I remember the Waffle House burning down. What? Yeah. That's
0: not acceptable.
1: It bur- It burns down... I don't know which episode, but I remember it catches on... I'm pretty sure it catches on fire. Oh. I mean, I can't find it, but I mean, i for two words. <laughs> I don't want to read through the whole episode guide. Interesting. Season two seems interesting.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel like after despite it being kind of depressing because of the time we're living in this stuff, after watching it for a season, I'm kind of like oh, maybe I should try and watch the rest of the show. You should. Yeah. Track it down. Are I mean, it's, like,
1: on, it's on Project Free TV. Eric McCormick's in three episodes in season two.
0: What?
1: Yeah, and I remember his character very well as soon as I saw his name. <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh, you.
0: Okay. I'm assuming, uh, based on your uh, reaction there, I think it's a character you do not like. That is true. Gotcha. Is very true.
1: It doesn't list in here that it burns down, but I'm... Pretty sure it
0: does. Maybe it was in the movie. Did you watch the movie? Of course, I watched the movie.
1: Maybe, maybe it is in the movie. I don't know how to find the movie. Oh, okay. film. Um, new character. Why is there new
0: characters?
1: Oh yeah, it was a straight to TV movie, wasn't it?
0: Well, they. I think they introduced a new boss because Rube is gone, so that would be a new character, right?
1: Yeah, that was during his time where like. He even left Criminal Minds about the same time because he didn't want to be involved in things with violence anymore.
0: Oh, I guess that makes sense. But, it- that, like,
1: me really, like, I get Criminal Minds being, like, yeah. too much to handle for that long. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised most of the main cast from the beginning is still on it, having to film all of that with serial killers, like, the
0: entire time. hmm Like, it's super dark. And, like, even as actors and, like, even though they're actors and stuff, it still kind of, like, weighs on you to have to be put in these... You're physically put in these places. Even though it's fake, it's still hard. It's a lot.
1: Yeah. So, but, like, I don't know. Dead Like Me just seems different. Because it's not... They're they're not being murdered by
0: serial killers. But they're around death.
1: Yeah. But a lot of them are just put in, like, Very bad circumstances.
0: Yeah.
1: It doesn't say in here that it catches on fire.
0: Okay. Maybe you're thinking of a different show?
1: Maybe. Maybe I'm just going to have to watch season two. Yeah.
0: Just going to have to do it In this point. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, one thing I also wanted to say was in the Bicycle Thief episode when she quits her job and uh, Herbig says GFY and she looks at her weird and she's like, good for you. And I was like, that's not what that means.
1: (laughs) I just read a thing <laughs> while I was like reading things. Apparently her that character, Dolores' character, has like a background with like cocaine and has tattoos and restraining orders or something.
0: Yeah, they they bring that up in the episode where um uh Molly's trying to create her well, or George, who's Molly at work or whatever. Or Millie, sorry. sorry uh she's trying to create a backstory and she calls rube her her sponsor or whatever yeah and then she brings up the fact that she's like oh yeah back in the day people were doing a lot of cocaine and in the 80s and you know so i'm uh i'm well aware of the of the devil and and blah 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 and i was like oh my god okay (laughs) she's well aware of I was like, I was like, this is an interesting turn of events. I still hate you, but wow, okay. You
1: hated Dolores.
0: Yes, I greatly dislike Dolores. Why? I, I don't like people like that. They're like, I think the thing is about Dolores. As the show goes on, she makes more sense. Like she does. She's not just like a crazy person. Like that. When you first meet her, you're just like, no, you're kind of crazy. What's wrong with you? Um yeah. So her decisions and her actions and stuff make more sense. But as a person in general, no, I do not like Dolores. I don't like people like that.
1: Okay. I find her
0: very off-putting. Okay. But I must admit, her website where people get to watch her do stuff. Yeah. That was like foreshadowing of the future and uh, creepy. That was very
1: creepy. It yeah. was very creepy. Um, I was... I was surprised that Millie or George stayed the night but they
0: stay. I don't even think they stayed the whole night though. oh she didn't stay the whole night I don't think so. okay and yeah that and the whole thing <laughs> when she shows up at Dolores's house and uh, Dolores is talking about like uh, unscrupulous uh, drug addicts and homeless people and she she mentioned something about which works out to she has sex with them. and I was just like oh my god (laughs) things I don't need to know (laughs) you didn't want to know that no not not from her I'm good these are not things I need to 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 think about thank you very much (laughs) you've got that's everybody does it yeah no everybody does do it but her with some random homeless drug addict who helped her line the drawers of her kitchen Get it on camera it's not my it's not my idea of a of a good uh good thought to have at any point
1: no, not really, but I mean she makes like a decent amount of money doing it hmm I'm surprised that she has to work her the temp job still though
0: I mean it gives her something to do, yeah, you make her a list of things to do when she goes home i guess
1: i mean isn't that what we all do at work? make lists of
0: the things we'd rather be doing when we get home, yeah. It's so true. And the worst part is, is now that we're home, a lot of us aren't doing all those things that were on the list, so... I'm doing a lot of those things. Actually, Maybe. you are. Like, you really are, actually.
1: It's mainly because I, like, I can't sit still. Mm-hmm. I have do things. And I, like, look around my apartment, and I'm like, you're gonna do that one thing you've been putting off for months. Just do the thing so that I do it. So... I just because I can't sit still and I can't stare at things. So when I had to go to work, I'd come home and be like, "Oh, I need to do that." Instead of doing it, I would go out again.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Now I'm allowed to go out, and I'm here all day, and I stare at the thing Mm twenty-four-seven. So then I have to do it.
0: Yes, and I like that you're putting up little uh, YouTube videos about it. You know. Thank you. Yes. Go check. Hi, I'm Erica on YouTube. It's great. Yes, please.
1: There's. A new episode almost every week. Mm-hmm. Not every week, but,
0: like, almost. Yes. So, like, it, it gives you an idea for, like, DIY projects? You know, you put up a... What did you do? You did a lamp. You did a, a wall. You got some organization done. Yeah,
1: I uh, pant- painted a wall. I did a gallery wall. Um on Instagram TV, which I'm getting into and fully blaming all of that on the pandemic, just like people that are getting addicted to TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, I hung a pendant light on there. I'm doing a long, of weeks worth, not weeks, months worth of protein shake te- testing that will be put into one video at one point, but I didn't want to drink like 12 protein drinks in one day. <laughs> and i also didn't want to like sip it and then waste the whole drink because i have to pay for that nobody's sponsoring me mm. um yeah and i think having the youtube is also motivating me to to do the things at home that i wanted to do yes that's good and now that i'm done watching dead like me i have to find something to do with my evenings
0: <laughs> uh well we'll have to assign you another tv show then even if it's not for this get you watching something else yeah send
1: me something else to watch
0: yes i mean i I guess
1: watch season two so
0: yes watch season two and then watch the movie and i'll be like oh my god i should watch this too and then never get around to it that's just what i do it's fine well if you're not gonna watch it i'm not gonna watch it i might watch it you don't know i'll add it to my list of already very long list of things (laughs) Tell you the truth, though, I, ha- I actually have been going through my list, and I've watched a few of the movies that are on there, so I'm very happy to say I got to delete some stuff off my list. That's um, good. But they're more like older movies, except for, um, I watched Arrival for the first time like two weeks ago. Was Arrival? Arrival's the, the alien one where they have to figure out the language and communicate. Is it Matt Damon? It's not Matt Damon. <laughs> That's The Martian. That's a completely different really. What's he wrong with you? I thought, he was, I thought he was in that one, too. No, he's not in that one. It's uh, Jerry, Jeremy Renner is the, is the male lead in that one. He really looks good as Hawkeye. does. I mean, the first thing I ever saw him in was The Unusuals, which was a super short-lived TV show. Like, it was a procedural comedy thing um and i saw him in that and then he got i think he was hired as hawkeye and i was like hey it's the guy from the unusuals and people were just like what are you talking about that's not a thing um i'm now
1: looking him up because i don't know what the first thing i would have seen him in it wasn't it wasn't as hawkeye oh wow they gave him a tv show hawkeye's getting a tv
0: series yeah on disney plus well i'm glad i have disney plus thanks charlotte yeah, that's like they're doing the um the Winter Soldier and Falcon show. Um, are they
1: people or is it cartoons?
0: No, it's those are that's live action.
1: Okay. And
0: like it's from the people from the movie and everything. Um that one and then there's WandaVision they're doing as well.
1: Now I guess I would have the first thing I would have acknowledged him in was would have been Thor. Yeah, but Thor, like, he was Hawkeye. He was uncredited in Thor.
0: But technically, it's the same character.
1: No, yes, but I thought I thought there was something else that I would have known him from before he was Hawkeye.
0: Ah, oh, gotcha.
1: Yes, It would have been. It was Thor, which mm. is the same character. Yeah, he but, is in other things that I've seen, but I wouldn't have known who he was from it. Like he was in Twenty Four Weeks Later, Twenty Eight Weeks Later. He was. Where did it go? Twenty Eight like, Weeks Later. Like, the horror movie? I can't keep them straight. Which one's which? This one's the horror movie, yeah. Yeah, he, I don't know. And he was in The Hurt Locker. Hurt
0: Locker, yeah. But I saw The Hurt Locker after I saw The Unusuals.
1: I don't think I saw The Unusuals.
0: Nobody's seen The Unusuals. <laughs> no, I've li- I have brought up that show many, many times, and people were like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Is it one season? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. I don't even think they aired the whole season. Harold
1: What's-His-Face. What? Harold What's-His-Face. What do you mean Harold What's-His-Face? I'm gonna butcher his name. He's in Dead Like Me. He died as the yoga instructor. He's in The Unusuals as well. Was he in The Unusuals? Yeah, he played Detective Leo Banks, He was in Kenneth. I didn't
0: realize that. I did not put that together. Every time I see Harold, I think of Oz first. That's what I usually think of. And then I think of, um, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, it is a horror movie he's in. I don't remember Jeremy Renner being in this movie.
1: Darkly comedic drama focusing on the dysfunctional cops. I mean, that sounds like every
0: other cop show. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was weird. I remember, like, sitting there watching it and being like, I like this, but it's weird.
1: I shall look at it. Oh, yeah, and he was in Hansel
0: and Gretel. Surprisingly, I didn't hate that movie.
1: I didn't hate it, I just didn't, I left it with the feeling of,
0: uh. Oh no, that's totally fine. Like, it's not a great movie, I'm not recommending it or whatever, but I watched it and I was just like, okay, right. Yeah.
1: Like, I didn't hate it, but I also am never gonna watch it again. I, I, or tell people they need to see it.
0: Yeah, no, that's not, that's not on a list of things I will tell people they have to watch. Definitely not.
1: It was uh, a, okay, we did that.
0: Yeah. I must admit, I actually have watched it more than once.
1: <laughs> I'm now looking at it. Apparently, the guy that played Edward, somebody else did his voice. Really? Yeah. It says Edward, Edward voice.
0: Interesting. That's odd. Oh,
1: he played this. One. Okay. Now I'm going down a rabbit hole.
0: Yes. Okay. I'm gonna bring it back. I'm gonna bring it back. I'm gonna bring it back. Okay. All right. <laughs> I have mean, been off topic for, like, half an hour. It's fine. <laughs> That's your job is to keep us on track. I know, I know, I know. This is why I pre-record. I can't do these things live. We gotta <laughs> cut shit up. My God. Imagine doing one of these things live. People be like, what the fuck are they on? What are they talking about? You should.
1: I want to do a live YouTube. Uh-huh. But... I can't, nobody will do it with me. And I'm, like, I can do it by myself for my, seven, my 57 subscribers. I'm going to get, like, four of them. One will be my mom. Um, I'm, but, like, I want to do a live one where it's just, like, this. But, no but what, one, are
0: you, what are you going to do on it?
1: I don't know. It's the same as I want a podcast of just talking. I want, like, a Seinfeld thing. Like, it's about nothing.
0: You know what? Just like me, the key is to just start doing it.
1: Yeah, but I can't do a podcast about nothing by myself. That's my YouTube.
0: Yeah, but I can come hang out, chat with you every once in a while. Be good.
1: Yeah, so I gotta make a list of people that will chat with me on my yeah. Randomness.
0: I know. Well that's why I don't do this by myself either, because I'm like, yeah, I like talking about movies, but I like talking to other people about movies. That's why this is the format that I'm doing this in.
1: Well, I'm sorry I dropped the ball on Darkwing Duck. It's okay. (laughs) That that was a much bigger commitment than I realized. I thought it'd be like this, like 20, 30 minute episodes. This was more Uh than 30 minutes an episode, but they were, it was cartoon. I was like, oh, it's like 20 episodes. What was it? Like 75
0: or something? It wasn't 75 episodes. It was like 40. (laughs) Okay. Still. No, I think it was 28 or 29 episodes. It wasn't even that much.
1: Okay, right, Disney Plus says it's not season one, it was, like, volume one or something.
0: Yeah. But I was yeah. not, I was not prepared for that. Well, that's the thing. So, back in the day, cartoons, they, they didn't really have seasons, right? They'd have a set they would just do, put out there, they'd take a break, and then do another set. So, yeah. you can have seasons that are listed, I think, like, He-Man and, like, um, like Thundercats and stuff. Their quote-unquote seasons are like 70 or 60 episodes each. But really, in a year, they showed like 30 episodes, right? So you got to get them in volumes or whatever. So it makes a difference. And now I have the Thundercats theme song in my head. It's fine. I don't get theme songs stuck in my head. I don't get songs oh stuck in my head. Right. You're, you're a crazy person. Thunder um, the, Like, if you listen to Darkwing Duck, you will know Thundercats theme song is my favorite theme song. And it gets me... Hype. Hype. Okay. It. And I make weird faces when I sing the theme song and stuff because you got to do the sound effects and whatever.
1: What do you do right now?
0: What? what do you do for it for <laughs> me? Okay. Hold on. I got to get in. Whew. Okay. I have to stop laughing. <laughs> Whoever's listened to previous episodes have already heard me do this, but still, it's going to be great. The second time around is it's amazing. Okay. Thundercats are on the move. Thundercats are loose. Feel the action, hear the roar. Thundercats are loose. Thunder, 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 thundergats. Gotta do the whole thing. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That was great. I think uh, I sang one of the lyrics wrong, but it's fine.
1: I wouldn't know.
0: It's okay. It freaks me. Yeah, now I'm just, I'm like feeling jacked. I'm like, yes! Yeah! Oh, so, so Did you get outside today? Not. after I do this, I'm going to go outside, actually. Yes. Like I said, I woke up late and yeah. So yes, it's fine.
1: I can't wake up late. I have this thing that will let me sleep until 10 and then he sits on me.
0: Oh, gotcha. Yes.
1: So she's talking about her cat, guys.
0: It's okay. (laughs) Wanted them to go to their own conclusions. Excuse me. Bless you. Yes. Uh, No, but I like, I tend to, on average, I tend to wake up without... Any kind of alarm going off. My wake up time is eleven o'clock, but that's on average because I tend to go to bed at like one, two o'clock in the morning. So it does; it's the right amount of time. Um, yeah, when I
1: go to bed at like one o'clock, I'll still wake up at like eight. Yeah, no, no. And then I put my eye mask on and I can go back to sleep until the cat
0: sits on me. <laughs>
1: on weekends, weekdays um. I get up and
0: I do work. Mm -hmm. fortunately so do I so do I indeed all right so so final thoughts on dead like me
1: oh my god you put me on the spot um it's not what I remembered it's not as funny as it used to be it's kind of
0: weird I didn't hate it oh okay that's very medium level so wait would you recommend it to people to watch no no No. Okay. I got that. All right. Most of the things you said I agree with, like, it's not what I remembered at all. I remembered very little, actually. It's not as funny as I thought it was going to be. But I'm really not sure if that has to do with just generally, like, my age and my view of the world now or if it's the time period that we're in. Like, I'm not too sure. Or maybe a combination of those two things that have made it feel different. I don't know. Would... Uh, you suggested? Um I think if people are desperate, or if somebody's like, hey, I just finished watching Six Feet Under, I kinda like that kind of thing. I might say, you know, have a look at this. If by weird chances somebody says that to me,
1: I would suggest it, but I think it's more likely we're gonna get hit with a toilet seat from space. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, no, I think, like, if it's in somebody's collection or if it's on somebody's list to watch, yeah, I say it's still worth a watch if you have it or if it's part of something you want to look at.
1: Yeah, if you have it or if you have a way of getting it, but because it's not on a stream, an easy-to-stream site, like, Project Free TV is not difficult, but every time an episode changes or ends, you have to exit out, go to the next one, close, like, a ton of pop-ups versus... I enjoy even the stupid shows that are on Netflix because I don't have to do anything. It's have, background yeah. noise. It's continuous background noise while I do whatever else I'm doing versus anything that's not on a streamable site like that. It's there. I, I got to pay attention. I mean, I had yeah, to pay attention. It's on like
0: Prime in the
1: States or something, right? It's on Prime in the States. It's not on Prime in Canada.
0: Mm-hmm. Very upset about that. Yes, I mean, just make it available to all of us, okay? We're in this together.
1: Yeah. Just let it happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I need to watch these things. Go for it. Watch it, because it's on Prime. Mm. But apparently in Canada, we don't get to enjoy it.
0: No, not at all. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, Well, I guess that's it for this episode of Off My Shelf. Thank you so much for being here, Erica. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. And go check out Erica's uh, YouTube page and Instagram, which is Hi, I'm Erica. With a K. Erica with a K. Yes, thank you. Uh, (laughs) You'll be very delighted to, to see the things that she does. It's a lot of fun. Thanks. Yeah, especially if you're a DIY person. She'll get you motivated. There's also a lot of old baking
1: videos. So if you like baking or watching somebody fail at baking... (laughs) <laughs> they don't anymore because I was not on the balls to get the baking stuff to
0: during yeah. the- It's fine. It's fine. But everybody else out there is baking, so they'll join in and be like, ooh, let's, this is more baking videos. Fine. Yes. I think you were just ahead of the trend is really what the, the case is.
1: I'm like month three where people are redoing their apartments. Everyone's mm-hmm. in month one and two where they're still baking. Yes. I skipped that. I've fully committed that I now need to rearrange my entire living space. <laughs> You're done, did. everybody.
0: She's ahead of her time.
1: Which I did on week two where I actually rearranged
0: the entire living space. She did. She really did. <laughs> <So>. oh. <laughs> well, okay. So that's it for this episode of Off My Shelf. Until next time, you can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at OMyShelf, Or you can send an email to OMyShelf at gmail.com. On the next episode, we'll be talking more about death with two deadly movies, Death Becomes Her and Death Proof. Hope you'll be here to listen. And how do I stop this again?